Amen. Come on, church. Let's get into God's word. Going to be a great, great time today. So welcome to week two. To For hi, my name is Stuart. And um, just want to encourage you uh, once again that this, this series is an extremely practical series. And so um, I really wanted to talk to you as a person, right? We all have, uh, be it school or, or work or we're parenting, we have different relationships. And so um, practical series, hi, my name is Stuart, and it's all about growing what you've been given, growing what you have been given. And so we are a note-taking church. I want to encourage you to enter into that space with us. Whether you have a phone or a notebook and something to write with, go ahead and prepare those things, and uh, we're going to get into it. I love uh, taking my boys to school in the morning, um, more so the the younger one. So we have a 12-year-old boy and a a 6-year-old because the older one, you know, he's, he's more cognizant of that he's older. And um, when we when I was raised, I was taught to not uh, correct adults, right? As if adults are always right. In which, um, in in my twelve year old's eyes, I am because I make it myself right, even when I'm wrong. Um, but no, I'm wrong sometimes. So, um, but the, the baby boy, he is he's amazing because he's six and he just really doesn't give a rip. And um, because for him, he's always right. And so, they're both always asking, um, "Can you put up the map?" Can you put up Apple Maps on the way to school? Because not only uh, do they want to see the route and and the roads and the turns and the miles, but my baby boy, he he gets in and he zones in on the ETA. (laughs) And this sucks when you're running late because it's like, I know I'm running late. Like, why do you need to see the map? And he always makes a comment like, oh, I'm going to be late again. I'm like... Oh, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible dad. You know, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, wow, yeah, this is a great time. We're going to be on time. And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm so killing it as a father. And so, um, but what I love about that is that he, he's on that first step of cultivating what I want to call today time mastery. Someone say time mastery. Time mastery, this idea of time mastery. So before we get into miracles and, and God can multiply bread in your life and heaven break out, Let's talk about some time mastery. And um, because I've come to find out that the brunt of God's greatest miracles come on the back of, of, of or as a product of how well we steward our lives. Um, and, and so I, I, I want to encourage us, like, we can pray. We can ask for anything. Jesus says, ask, seek, knock, like, keep on doing it. But there's also a part that we play in the move of God in our lives. And and time management, or what I like to call time mastery, is, is a vital component and a vital thing in our lives. So uh, I, the next two weeks, I've snuck a series within a series. So it is, hi, my name is Stuart, but today is Time Mastery 1. I want you to come back next Sunday to get the benefits of time mastery and the blessings of, of mastering your time. During the pandemic, uh, the, the lockdowns, uh, March, April, the Holy Spirit really began to nudge me in this area of time mastery. And, um, you, know, thing, you know, the gym was closed, the movies, the library, the stores. I mean, you, you couldn't go anywhere. You could not go anywhere. And so the Holy Spirit began to nudge me about thriving in a season 
where so many people, so much of society had let its guard down because of the virus and because of the challenges that we were facing as a world. So many people just chose to say, well, I'm staying home and I'm going to Netflix and chill. I'm going to eat and I'm going to just, you know, just just kind of we all kind of let our guard down at a certain level. But the Holy Spirit told me, he said, you're not going to be that way. You're not going to be driven by the winds and the waves of life and and what CNN and what Fox says. You're going to follow me. And so I'm going to give you the steps to follow me and to thrive and to set yourself up a year from now when the world wakes up again. I'm going to set you up now. And so what the Holy Spirit said, he said, time mastery. Someone say time mastery. And he said, Josh, I'm going to have you master your time well so that you're, you're 10 steps ahead. Next year, and so I want to pass this on to you um, in that vein. And um, so, who better to study time than God Himself? I mean, He's the Creator of time, and I was prompted to spend a lot of hours in Scripture and and praying and, and just and just really thinking through this idea of time. God God created it. So there were two things. If you're taking notes, that I really do, dove into. Number one was um, how does God define time? How does he see it? How does he, how does he define it? And then number two, because he lives outside of time, but he's chosen to conduct himself within time. Number two, how does he conduct himself within time? Yeah. How does he define it? What is, what is his philosophy on it? And how does he act in time? Right? I mean, if you're going to understand something, the power of something, how to use something, you got to go to the manufacturer. And so I was led to go to Genesis 1, and we'll pick it up from there. And this is to just get us started. So we're not going to, par se, follow this verse throughout, but this is just to get us started and get us into the topic. It says this here, Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Someone say beginning. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. Evening passed, morning came, marking the first day. Verse 6. God said, let there be space between the waters. To separate the waters from the heavens and the waters from the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space separate to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. And so we see here, um, you know how there are always debates about how old the earth is? Like, is it millions and billions of years old? Or is it, if we go according to the Hebrew calendar, a lot of people think it's about 6,000 years old. What I don't see in the text is I don't see God say, in 3 million B.C., God said, let there be light. God said, in the beginning. Which means... No matter how much research we do, we'll never know. And this is why. Because duration is not important to God. It doesn't matter when. What matters is what he did. 
So here it is. Number one, this is what I picked up last year as I took a deep dive into time, is that this God's focus is on action. God focuses. His focus is action. It's, it's what you do with the time you've been given. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. In the beginning, he separated it. And as he acted, it marked. Once he was done acting, it marked the season. It, it defined the season. So this is the second thing I found out about how God conducts himself and how he wants us to enter into our time is number two is that, um, is that our actions, not our circumstances, define our season. Our action, not our, you, you see that he acted and that, that defined the day, not the day defined what he did, right? Not uh, hide and lock up and lock away and do this and do that and I'm going to be scared, defined. But okay, no matter, not I don't have money, so I'm a, you know, not, oh man, she just broke my heart. Yeah, you got to heal through that, but you're not just going to, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's how you respond, to the, to the circumstance that defines the season. Come on, let's put our hands together for that. That's what defines your season. And so, um, yeah, and, 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 and for us, it, I, I love it. And, and so we, we brought it into staff meetings and into the culture, and we really dug into time mastery. And so let me give you a definition for time if you're taking notes. It won't come on the screen. Time is this. Time is an appointed duration for your life a divinely appointed duration for your life this is why murder is a heinous crime a heinous sin because when you take someone's life you're doing what God has only set in place for that person and so it's an appointed time some people have 45 years 78 68 100 110 you know there's an appointed time and I love what Moses said Moses said teach us to number our days that we would live with wisdom because we understand that every day we wake up it's one closer day to you know us going home to being with the Lord so we want to live wisely and we want to make the best of our lives and then mastery is this write down the definition for mastery it is superior understanding and skill superior understanding and skill mastery so this is what time mastery is go ahead and write this down and it'll pop up. Understanding the value of time and effectively using it to thrive in every season. Understanding the value of our time and effectively using it to thrive, no matter what's going on around you or in your life or in society, using your time to thrive in that season. All right? But I, I, I do know and believe this, though. In order for you to um, see the value of your time or even be interested in this sermon, right? In order for what, what, what we're speaking about to connect with your heart and mind, watch this. It, there has to be a strong desire for better. This word will not find fertile ground where there's not a desire for you to grow and to want better because it's just that practical, right? We're not talking like, we're talking about you taking the time you've been given 
in order to get more of, of, of whatever God has for you. And so any, anyone, show of hands, you don't have to clap, show of hands. You, you want better, better, stronger walk yeah. with God, yeah. show of hands. Better, stronger walk with the Lord. Um, better finances. No, I know your church is all good. Your pastor, if I could throw up everything. I, <laughs> money is just as spiritual as anything else. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, better, better, stronger relationships. Yeah, right? So there has to be a desire in order for you to say, well, that's what I want in the future. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step into my time mastery today. All right, so let, let me, let me um, I'm going to reverse engineer and move forward. So here it is, uh, how to master time. I want to give you six, six powerful thoughts on how to master time. And uh, number one, here it is, write your vision and establish your goals. Write your vision and establish your goals. Habakkuk 2.2 says this, and the Lord answered me, write the vision. God told Habakkuk the prophet, Write the vision. Someone say write. Right. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. So, so write your vision. Make it very simple so that you can run. And I want to encourage you, revisit it often. Don't, don't just write it and, and just put it on your coffee table or on your desk in your room or under your bed. Write it and revisit it. Every single day. And a vision is what? A vision, let me define this for you. A vision is a picture of your preferred future. That's what it is. It's, it's a picture of your preferred, preferred future. And, and I want to encourage you to break the vision down into short-term goals. So, so it may be a year out. It may be five years out. But you're going to have to break it down into short-term goals. Turn annual vision into, into quarterly goals. Then break it down into monthly goals. Then break it down into weekly goals. You got you to break it down. Why? Because you need something that you're setting out to accomplish. If you're not setting out to accomplish something, you're, you're not going to steward your time well. So you got you to gotta write it down and, and establish your goals. I remember at the end of 2014, um, in December, as, as I took a few days um, to write out the entire year of 2015 when it came to Highlight Church. Right. And so, um, and I didn't know who. I didn't know who. We had asked a few people to join us. Everyone said no, except for Chris. I didn't know who was going to be involved in the starting of Highlight Church, but it didn't stop me from planning, Come right? On. Right, Come because on. God's going to, oh, I'm getting to the end. So I plan. all right? <laughs> and what I'm saying is I wrote it down in every week of every month. I knew we're going to have, um, so it was every Tuesday and Sunday we had meetings, right? Tuesdays at 7 p.m., Sunday after church, because we're going to go to another church, but we're also building our church. 3 p.m. meetings after lunch. Knew that. I knew in May we were going to go to North Carolina. I knew in the summer we were going to come up here and visit Maryland. I knew, I knew we were going to quit our jobs in April of 2016. I knew we were going to move in May of 2016. I wrote out at the end of 2014, that we're going to launch the church in, in wherever city we're going to end up in, September 2016. We didn't start the church until October 2016. But, but I wrote it out, and I kept it before me. you got to write the vision. you got to make it plain. Come on. So you can see it. So you can see, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to, you know, you gotta, you got to make it very 
plane. Number two, use a planner. Use a planner. Them things had no value in our lives when we were kids. I was like, why do I have this? Homework. And some of you extra studious people, y'all took it and you designed it and you put stuff on the side of it. Yeah, we love you. We love you, Anissa. Hated you in school, but love you now. I look at her planner. Over, overachiever. Making me look shame. Use a planner. Now I see the value in it. I love this. This lady was a master of time. Proverbs 31 woman. It, it says this about her. She gets up before dawn. You see time mastery there? That's intentional. She built the rhythm of getting up before dawn. And it says this here. It says to prepare breakfast for her household. Here it is. And plan. Someone say plan. plan. The day's work for her servant girls. So, so this lady knew I'm getting up. I'm going to prepare breakfast, and I'm going to plan for my employers. Wow. I'm going to plan a woman of excellence. And, and just to let you into my world a little bit, what I do is every night, every night, I am um, 8 to 9 p.m., sit down, and I write out every hour of my day for the next day. Every hour for the next day. And... Um, you know, you, you got you to gotta make it a special moment. So I don't know if you like coffee or, or tea, jazz, hip-hop, gospel, whatever you have to do, you got to get off the phone, turn off the TV, and just sit down for an hour and plan out your day. I want to give you two planners that are very effective. Go ahead and write these down. One is what's called the Momentum Planner. You can go online and research the Momentum Planner. Love the Momentum Planner. Um. I love it. There's a column there where you put what it is you're going to do, and it says um, time that you're going to do it. Then it has an actual time column. So you may put uh, something and put 90 minutes. You may, then when you did it, it only took 60 minutes, right? So you see, well, next time I do that, I won't need 90 minutes. I'll have an extra 30 minutes to roll over into something else. And it also on the, the sides, it has priorities. We'll get into priorities next, but you can prioritize it throughout the day. So Momentum Planner was huge in 2020. And then there's what you call the full focus planner. Your full focus planner. Amazing resources. But, but you got to make it plain. What are you doing tomorrow? But because if you don't know what you're doing tomorrow, you're just going to wake up and enter into it. Right? It's that thank God it's Friday mentality. Oh, God, it's Monday. Right? And so you never, you're never really going after anything. You're just complaining about what's before you instead of having an achieving, a thriving, a thriving mentality. Number three, number three, define your priorities. Define your priorities. Mm, this is important. What's important this week? So I love about this. It, it, it helps you line out the, your daily priorities. What, what's important? What is important? Is there a bill you need to pay? Is there, is there a discussion you need to have with someone that you keep putting off? Wow. And can I encourage you that if you don't prioritize things you need to do, th- that's your invisible enemy right there. Wow. That's discouraging you from everything else because you won't face it. 
and, and you won't write it down and you won't, you won't put it down and you won't, you won't pursue it. And so maybe it's a, it's a forgiveness talk with uncle, right? Put, put it down tonight, um, um, 6.30 p.m., I got to talk with uncle about things I, I'm, I'm harboring in my heart against him. Text him tonight. Hey, unc, are you free 630 tomorrow? I need to talk. It just take you 30 minutes. But until you actually talk to your uncle or pay that bill or do that project, right. it's going to be the thing that 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 invisibly just discourages you from giving your all into everything else. So you got to you got to. What's important this week? What's important today? And you got to rank them in order of importance. Um, for my momentum planner last year, I wish I had a sheet for you, but I, I would put. Um, so let me let me encourage you there with with with, uh, with defined priorities. One way you can really do this is to theme your day. Theme your day, so that you can auto correct to the theme of the day, no matter what you're doing. So for me, Mondays is meeting Mondays. But I hated that term, so I changed Mondays to Momentum Mondays. Right. It's also wording, because a meeting can just seem like a meeting. Yeah. But if you change it and say, man, this is something that's pushing me forward. Th- this is a meeting, a study time I need to have. Yes. Now we're building momentum for the future. It's yes. not just another meeting. Tuesdays is leadership development. Yes. So I got to come into the office. I'm reading a book. I'm, I'm reading some supplemental material. I'm getting into the Bible, and now I'm ready to pour into other people and develop other people, and I'm informed Tuesdays. You know, Thursdays is sermon prep. So I'm prepping my sermon. I may have a meeting. After that meeting, I'm going back to prepping my sermon. Fridays is date day. It's date day, and it's hanging out with my kids, right? Theme your day. Saturday is baseball. Sunday is all to the Lord. Theme your days. Define your priorities. Number four, you ready? Create time blocks going to really get into this one next week create your time blocks ecclesiastes 3 1 says this there is an appointed someone say appointed time for everything and so if heaven has an appointed time for everything that means i need to (laughs) I, i need to have an appointed time for everything and there is a time for every event under heaven. So, so what is time blocking, Pastor Joshua? I'm glad you asked. Time blocking is creating moment-by-moment intervals to fulfill your daily priorities. I'm going to say that again. Time blocking is creating moment-by-moment intervals to fulfill your daily priorities. Um. Essentially, time blocking is effectively stewarding every second of the day. Like every time is so valuable, and I'm going to get into some of those statements next Sunday. Time is so valuable. Um, um, you need to know where every second is going, every minute. You can lose money, but you can get it back. You can lose relationships, but you can get them back. You lose time, you never get it back. So you need to know where every minute and every hour is, is going. Where, where is your exercise going if, if you're into that? Is it, is it 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7? 
7 p.m., lunchtime, where is it going? I, I want to, okay, so a desired future. I want to be healthy. Where is it going today? Right? Where is, um, where is dinner time? <laughs> where is dinner time? Yesterday is 5 p.m. Tonight it will be 11. Tomorrow it will be 10. Where is it going? It's important. Where is family time? Where, where, where is it? Where, where, are you, where are you having the talk? Where are you going to the movies? Where are you eating? Where are you, where are you having some fun? Where are you going shopping? Where do these things go in my week? And I want to encourage you with time blocks. Allow your priorities to drive your time blocks. Allow them to drive your time blocks. Mm. It's a priority. Number five, y'all okay? Is this helpful? All right, number five. Here it is. Take action. Take action. So you've written your vision. You've established your goals. You're using your planner. You got your priorities. You've created some time blocks. Now you wake up tomorrow and you take action. You, you, you get it done. You get it done. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it has to be as specific as when you're waking up. It can't just be like at 7 a.m. I'm going to work. No, 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 no. Back up because you're probably waking up at 6.50. Back up because you're going to be late, all right? Back up. When are you waking up? I'm waking up at 5.45, right? And if you're anything like me, you set that sucker for 5.35 because you need 10. And you, right? You need them 10 minutes, right? 10 minutes go by, and it's the real time you need to wake up. And you're going to try this, and, and, and you're going to be 15 minutes late getting up. You're going to be just, God, ah, I tried, Pastor. But you, you got to know, when am I waking up? 5.30, 6 a.m. You, you, you got to know, take action. Here it is. Proverbs 10.4 says this. Lazy hands bring poverty. But hardworking hands lead to wealth. Lazy hands bring poverty, bring lack. If I'm lazy with my family, there's going to be some lack in the relationship and the connection with my sons when they grow up. I don't want to be in a situation where I can't see my grandbabies or I can't see my great-grandbabies. If if Papa ain't there, there's going to be some poverty there. If, if I'm going to, if I want to be healthy, but I'm going to lack in my exercise regimen, there's going to be some poverty there. Yeah. If I, if I, if I keep showing up late, I'm going to get fired. There's going to be some lack in my money. If, if I'm lazy and I don't put in time block my study time, there's going to be some lack wow. in, in my schoolwork. If I want to grow in the Lord, but, but if I just keep putting the Bible on the shelf and allowing it to collect dust, there's going to be some lack wow. In my faith, there's going to be some. So lazy hands make for poverty, bring poverty. I love this. But hardworking hands lead to wealth. And this is why when you write it down, you got to take action. Because whatever you time block, it's, it's going to bring. So here it is. Time blocking and, and actually taking action today is like sowing. When I take action on the things that I'm supposed to take action on, it's sowing today. Right. right? So that I can reap. T- so when, when God said, you're going to do this in 2020 during the lockdown, what he was saying is, is that while no one's doing anything, 
while everyone's just kind of whatever, you're going to sow in a drought. And, and God's like, I'm going to water it so that you can reap. And when everyone else is wondering while, you, while you're reaping, it's because during, they didn't sow. That's time mastery. It's sowing. So, so whatever you have written to do, do it. Take action. Because why? It's going to produce all forms of wealth. Health spiritual growth, you're investing into your relationships, you're investing into your kids. Right now, you, you through time mastery, you're, you're unlocking doors of opportunity that you have not even seen. But, but heaven sees that, man, they're taking care of their time. I, I can really trust them with some real cool stuff in the future because they're taking care of their time now. So, so take action because it produces all forms of of wealth. And number six, I want to encourage you to recognize daily wins. You got to recognize it. I want to encourage you. You got to, the key word there is recognize them. Because once you've written it down and you, you got it there, throughout your day, you can go back to it and, wow, I woke up at 6 a.m. Wow, I actually went to the gym at 7. Oh, okay, I, I showed up on time to work. I studied for two and a half hours. Well, I read my Bible for 15 minutes today. And you, you can go to bed that night feeling like the winner that, that you are. And, and recognize them. I'll tell you why. It's because you can't do it all in one day. You, 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 can't, you can't do it all in one day. So, so I want you to guard against this self-condemnation and because when you begin to shame yourself and condemn yourself for, man, I'm unproductive and I'm just not enough and I just haven't done it. I'll tell you what, there's an enemy who will come over the top and reinforce, you know, that for you. But if you would do all these things and come to it at the end of the day and check them off, you, you'll have something to fight him with and say, hey, even if I just went to school and spent some time with my mom, I'm a winner. Come on, celebrate that. I won. I'm, I'm moving forward in my life. Recognize daily wins. Check off your priorities. Recognize your accomplishments. And I, I, want, I want to encourage you to understand the power of consistency. It's just one step at a time. Because over time, it's going to compound. It's going to compound. And... Uh, And I just want to encourage you, I don't profess to be an expert at this. Like, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun, like, seeing, like, how last year I was strong in it, going into the, the fire, strong since the fire. We were telling a, a couple at the 9 a.m., like, I'm preaching right now from the vantage point of wanting that again. And so it's reigniting that as we begin to, the process of moving back into our home. But, um... Ultimately, you got to allow the Spirit of God to breathe on this area of your life. Because what I have come to find out in six years of doing planning and writing and prioritizing, this is what I have come to find out. Because at one point, Highlight was just a figment. It was just a, a one day 
one day I wish. Like I had gotten so sick to the point where um, I visited a neurologist around that same time I did my, my calendar. And because I, I would go outside and have these uh, spikes, I would feel like pins and needles in my body. And I couldn't wonder why. And it, it made me fearful to go outside in the heat. And the neurologist said, well, we did a test and we haven't found anything. He said, um, he asked me such a powerful question. He said, what do you want to do with your life? Like, where are you going? What are your dreams? And I said, well, God really put this amazing church on my heart. And he said, you need to calm down. <laughs> like, brother, it's going to happen. About two or three days later, the needles went away. And it was in that season where I, I sat down and I, I wrote out 2015 and half of 2016. And um, just allowing the Holy Spirit to breathe on my time. And, and now we all, we all sit here today and it's beautiful. So essentially what I'm saying is, is this time mastery, here it is, is the process of syncing your plans what God's plan for your life. Come on. I know it's just time mastery. But it is the, the, the process. The, the process of syncing your plans with his plans. You have a big part to play in it. And he's giving you the grace. He's giving you the intelligence. He's giving you the discipline to do it. And, and he, he wants to bless your life. If you've been blessed today, let's put your hands together for the word of God. Come on, church.